Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is a great joy to be here, a joy to be able to come together as a community of faith, whether online or in person, that we can celebrate who God is and what God is calling us to, this mission and ministry that God invites us to be a part of, the way that God includes us in the building of his kingdom. And so I am excited that we get to come together, that we get to be a part of all that God is doing in and through us. If you're new here, I just wanted to say you are welcome here. A very special welcome to you. We're excited that you are with us, and uh, our hope is that you will uh, continue to join with us in growing in relationship with God and in relationship with one another so that we can be the people that God wants us to be. You're going to realize pretty quickly on that we're not perfect, but we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ, and we want desperately to be more like Jesus. And and we can do that better through community, through uh, joining together, in worship of God and, and in celebration of what God is doing in us and then going into the world and making a difference on behalf of Jesus Christ. So we want to invite you to that, invite you into this journey. Uh, and it's a great time for you to be joining us because we have just started this brand new worship series called Gospel. Uh, for the next 13 weeks, 12 weeks now, we're going to take a look at what the gospel is. What is the story uh, at the core of the Christian faith. What is it that we believe in, and why do we believe it, and, and what does it call us into? Uh, and we started last week by saying this, the gospel is always a message about Jesus and our invitation into God's story. The, the, the gospel is uh, an inviting message so that we can go and, and grow and be a part of what God is doing. We talked last week about the beginning of the gospel, the way that it starts. Uh, and then it starts differently so that people can, can see and understand from different perspectives, uh, and it's written to different people. Uh, but this week, we're going to take a look at a story that runs through all four of the gospel narratives. Uh, which, again, there's not four Gospels. There's one Gospel told by four different people. Uh, and, and so we're going to take a look at one of those stories that runs through each and every one of those narratives. And that that's story is about baptism. And baptism is a sign or a symbol for us of, of entering into the Christian faith. But even before that was a sign or symbol of getting right with God. And, and so for us, a sign or symbol represents something, a mark or a character used as a conventional representation of an object or an idea, of an object or an idea. So I want us to play a little game here. We're going to play a game. You at home, join in. It's going to be fun. Uh, scream at the screen. It's got, maybe not scream, because that might be freaky. Your neighbors might get concerned. Uh, but, you know, play along with us. I encourage you to do this. What is this symbol? If you said greater than, less than, or less than, greater than, hey, you're right. How about this one? Uh, this is the dollar sign. That's absolutely right. How about this one? My guess is you got this one wrong because I would get this one wrong. This is the Octothorpe. 
Uh, it's not actually the pound sign or the number sign or the hashtag, uh, although it is all of those things also. The actual name of the symbol or the sign is an octothorpe. It's also related to so many different things. Or perhaps you've seen this one, yin and yang, the idea of, of two halves making one whole. Or, or this one, uh, this is Bluetooth. Notice that I do also have the trademark on there because it is a trademark symbol. Uh, Bluetooth is the way that you can connect across multiple platforms uh, so that you can have a, a, a connection, a wireless connection uh, that, that can be for many different things. And, and so this is the symbol for Bluetooth. Uh, this one, hey, uh, my guess is you got this one absolutely right because right now the Olympics are going on, but this is the, the Olympic symbol. Uh, and it's, it's a symbol or sign to let us know that the Olympics are, are going on or, or that these are Olympic trials, those types of things, but this is the Olympic logo. Uh, flags in general make a great sign or symbol because they represent the country or nation for which they are listed. And, and our flag is no different. Uh, the idea behind signs and symbols uh, is to help us to, to you know, recognize what those things are without a lengthy explanation. And we're surrounded, truly surrounded by signs and symbols. Uh, signs and symbols help us navigate life. They help us understand uh, what's going on and, 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 and what is being told to us through those things. And, and to, be, to be totally honest, some of the most powerful uh, things in the world, some of the most powerful ideas in the world are put forth with a sign or a symbol. Now, the cross is a beautiful example of that. Uh, the cross is the sign of Christianity because it's the symbol or sign of Jesus' death and then resurrection. For me, I think it would be cooler if we use the open tomb, I, I realize, or the empty tomb. I realize that's harder to make into jewelry, um, and it's harder to, to draw than just two, uh, two lines, but it's one of those things that uh, truly it is a, a, a representation, a visible representation of, of the faith that we hold. Another sign or symbol that is important to Christians is the sign of baptism. Uh, baptism is a sign of, of so many different things, and it represents so many different things in the Christian church. Uh, but what's, what's really interesting is it wasn't necessarily used for that before Jesus. Before Jesus, it was used to, to denote something different. Uh, and we're going to be looking at a story that all four of the gospel narratives talk about, like I said. Uh, but we're going to be starting in the gospel of Matthew. And this is the story of the baptism of Jesus. Jesus uh, is going to go to John the Baptist and, and be baptized. And this is the, the unfolding of that story. Uh, in Matthew's gospel, it says this, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he, John, who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out from, to him from Jerusalem and Judea and 
the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. The reason for John's baptism, John the Baptist, was uh, to cleanse you from sin. Uh, John had made a name for himself as, as a uh, baptizer, one who would baptize those that came. He, he was there to prepare the way. He had a mission by God to go and prepare the way for the Messiah. And he did so by, uh, by baptizing people, saying, hey, the kingdom of heaven is coming near, uh, and you need to be ready. Baptize, uh, be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, to, to cleanse you of your sins, and to be an outward and physical sign of an inward and spiritual grace that you, 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 you know, obviously when you get baptized, got baptized by John, you weren't completely clean from the sin you created. It didn't wash off the sin that you had, but it was a sign that God was washing off that sin and that you were going to live in a different way. And Jesus, before he begins his earthly ministry, goes to John when he's baptizing in the Jordan River. And it says this in Matthew's gospel, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, uh, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Uh, John, John knew who Jesus was and, and had it on good authority that Jesus was going to be the one, the Messiah, but knew that Jesus hadn't started his ministry yet. And so John says, hey, shouldn't you be the one baptizing me? But Jesus replied and said, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. So Jesus says, hey, let's, let's do this. It's a great way to start the mission and ministry. It will fulfill all righteousness. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. You see, friends, Jesus' baptism was a sign for him, a sign of the beginning of his earthly ministry, but also a sign of God's acceptance, reassurance, and support. Uh, the Father, the, the, Jesus' baptism is the Father's sign to Jesus. Through John's baptism, Jesus is reassured and encouraged to begin his mission and ministry. Jesus is reassured and encouraged to begin his mission and ministry, that, that this was the starting point, that now he was, he was in the right place and at the right time. Uh, Jesus knew he was the Messiah. Jesus understood who he was, and, and he wasn't like, holy guacamole, it's me, I'm the Messiah, when he came up out of the water. Uh, he, he knew who he was before that, but this gave him the sign that God was pleased with him. This gave him the sign that encouraged him to begin his earthly ministry, and it gave him strength and reassurance. 
And I know this to be true because I, I have experienced something, not the, the coming up out of the water and having the Holy Spirit given to me, but the last time I spoke to my dad before he passed, um, I was given a sense of strength and reassurance. You see, I had, I had uh, been struggling myself because I had chosen to follow God and go to seminary. And one of the things that that did is that reduced my time and availability to take vacation and go and be with my family, to go and spend time with those that I love, my mom and my dad. And, and so every summer was spent trying to get through seminary because at the time I thought, I've got plenty of time. And then we got the news that, that dad was was not going to make it because of cancer. And I went to Houston, multiple trips to Houston while he was battling. Um, and on the last trip that I went out there before he passed, I, you know, I'm, I, I was eaten up by regret, by me thinking that I had stolen away my time. I had given away my time instead of spending some of that time with the one that I wanted to spend some time with. And my dad, uh, when we were about to leave to go to the airport, he grabbed my son and he said, I, I'm so proud of you. You are going to do great things. He grabbed my daughter and he said, I love you so much. You're going to do wonderful things. I can't wait to see what you do. Uh, you know, turn the world upside down. And then I went and he hugged me and he said, you are my son whom I love. In you I am well pleased. So I know the power of that sign, of that word, of that reassurance, of that strength, to know that my dad was proud of me, to know that I was on the right track, to know that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. And that's the same thing that Jesus received at his baptism. Jesus recognized that God was proud of him, that God was ready for him to begin his mission and ministry, and that he was on the right path. Jesus received an outward physical sign of an inward and spiritual grace. Jesus received the gift of this sign or symbol. The water did not do anything magical or mystical to Jesus. It was God that was there. The water was a sign and that revealed to him who he was and whose he was. He already knew that he was the Messiah, but that also gave him the support and that pat on the back from his father. It was also a sign for John. You see, John had been waiting John had been waiting. He had been sent by God into the desert so that he could baptize at, at, at the river uh, and, and prepare the way for the Messiah. And he knew that Jesus was supposed to be the Messiah or thought he knew that, but he was waiting for a sign that God told him would be there, that, that the one that the Spirit came down upon would be the one that was the Messiah, that would then baptize with the Holy Spirit. And this is what John, the, the disciple, says about this, this scene in John's gospel. Then John the Baptist gave this testimony, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify 
that this is God's chosen one. It was also a sign for John. This symbol of baptism that he had been doing out in the desert was also him preparing the way and and waiting for that moment when the Holy Spirit came down like a dove and alighted on Christ. And, And this baptism is the gift that John has been promised, that you will see the Messiah, the Holy Spirit, be given to the one who was going to bring about the newness of God's kingdom here on earth. And so when we think about John's baptism of Jesus and and this portion that John says, hey, Jesus isn't going to just baptize with water, but baptize with the Holy Spirit, we recognize that John's baptism is different from Jesus' baptism. That while John baptized with the idea of becoming clean, of repenting and turning away from the brokenness of this world, from your sin and from the the wrong way of living, uh, that, that that was John's message, that Jesus' message goes even further. And we understand it uh, even better. It gives us the picture of death and resurrection, that when we are, are baptized, that we, we shed our old life, not just by being washed clean, but because Jesus died our death for us. And we are raised then to new life because we are raised to His new life. We also have the picture of new birth. We come into this world wet and we go into our baptism in that same manner that the water is a sign or symbol of receiving that new birth. And and finally, the incorporation that we receive into God's holy family, that we are invited to be a part of this thing called the church not just Cassidy United Methodist, not just uh, a United Methodist idea of, of, of church, but God's church, the church universal. Our, our baptism is an outward physical sign of an inward and spiritual grace. Our baptism is that same sign, but made more so because it gives us all of that imagery of death and resurrection, of new birth, of forgiveness of sins, of new life in Christ. And so we adopt this because Jesus said, hey, uh, not, not just, hey, it was great for me to be baptized, but when Jesus sends out his disciples, he said, baptize them in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit so that they can be part of my family. And so we can, we can uh, recognize the gift that we have in baptism. And s- several of us have, have been baptized. Many of us have, have gone through baptism. If you haven't, I would love to have a conversation with you about it. This weekend, uh, physically, we're, we're doing baptisms uh, and, and so I invite you to be a part of that. Uh, if you want to know more, if you're desiring to know more, let us know. We would love to help you with that. Uh, if you have already been baptized, I, I want you to know that, that just because you haven't necessarily been living into the life that God wants you to doesn't mean that God has abandoned you in your life, that you can turn and return to the gift that Christ gave you. Uh, And I want you to receive God's grace so that you can live into God's mission and ministry. God has hope for you 
to live into the promise of what he has in mind, the, the, the idea of who you could be. And far too frequently, we, we walk away from these things in the church and we're like, well, that was cool at the moment, but what does it do for me? Baptism is that sign, that symbol of the inward spiritual grace that you have been made new. And all you have to do is reach out and take hold of it, that God wants to be there for you, that God desires to be with you and do life with you, that God wants by the power of his Holy Spirit to continue making you more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. So my hope is is that as we have joined together, as we have gathered and we hear this story of Jesus, that our response could be to remember our baptism, not just remember it as, yeah, I got wet once, but remember the moment, the meaning, the power. Even if you were an infant, you can understand the power of that gift of baptism, that you have new life in Christ, that you have been baptized not just with water, but with the Holy Spirit, and that brings life, not just a little bit of life, but eternal life in the name of Christ. And so my hope for all of us is that we would lean into that, that we would let that be the thing that inspires us into mission and ministry, that we can get going and prove that we know whose we are by living into the promise of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Holy One, we give you thanks and praise for the gift we have in Jesus Christ. We, we honor you in this time uh, for who you are and all that you have done for us. For before there was time, you were preparing this idea of return to relationship, that you were preparing this good news for us. Father, thank you for the gift of Jesus, for his life, death, and resurrection, for the hope that we have in him. We pray that you would pour your Holy Spirit out upon us, that as we have been baptized by water, that you will baptize us with the power of the Holy Spirit, that together we would be ignited into a flame, a pyre burning brightly for the power and promise of your world here right now, that we would live into your mission and ministry, that we would find those things that we need to be doing in the name of Jesus, that we would put away those things that we do that are offensive to you and that we would be the people that you want us to be. Make us new now and forever in the newness of the gospel message, in the newness of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and in the newness of the hope that we have in you. We pray this in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And all of us agreed and said, amen.